Brin's muffled sniffles faded as I stepped into the mists. I didn't go far before I hesitated. I could see the hand I held before me, but nothing beyond that. Yet visibility wasn't why I'd stopped. Fear held me in place. The beast had always kept everyone at bay. Why had that changed? And why with me? Knowing why he'd gone to such lengths to trap me within the estate might have assured me. And again, perhaps his reasons were something to fear. The beast's tail thumped against my stomach, a reminder of the bargain I'd made. To save my father, I had no choice but to clasp the tail and allow him to lead me through the mist. Walking away from my family was difficult, but walking toward my unknown future was harder. Instead of leading me to the overgrown yard just outside of the kitchen, he turned slightly east. It wasn't long before gravel crunched under my feet. I frowned at the sound and at the sudden disappearance of his tail. Go where you wish within the boundaries of the estate. Do as you please with the exception of leaving, he said as he moved behind me. The mist retreated with him and revealed a grand entrance to the manor that he so zealously protected. Three steps laid with large slabs of natural grey stone led up to a sheltered court. Great columns of the same stone supported a roof to protect guests who might arrive during inclement weather. The claw-ravaged, large double doors stood open in invitation. Yet, instead of welcome, their gaping maw conveyed an eerie sense of desolation. With reluctance, I climbed the steps and entered the beast's home. For the first time, I saw the interior of the manor clearly. Aged decor, perfectly preserved from the ravages of time, yet marred by the beast's anger and negligence drew my curious gaze. Did he truly only need a maid? Should I clean, then? I asked, knowing he still lingered behind me. Do as you please, he said irritably. Taking him at his word, I went from room to room, studying the place I would now call home. Though I did not care for cleaning, a good straightening would make it a fair place to live. As I wandered, I took time to write a tumbled chair or straighten thrown papers. In some places, shards of broken objects dusted the floor, and I made note to come back with a broom as my boots crunched over them. I lost count of the turns and rooms I visited, while the beast trailed me, cloaked in his now small cloud of mist. Other than the library, I noted nothing of particular interest until I reached the second floor. In the midst of the beast's destruction, a single room remained untouched, and I didn't blame him for avoiding it. Frills, perfumes, and pillows filled the room with their noxious pink shades. I had no issue with pink in small doses. However, what lay before me made my eyes hurt. The only exception to the overabundance, a set of black, glossy doors called to me. They were set into the interior wall to the side and begged for the beast's angry furrows. Yet none decorated the surface. I crossed the pink rugs and opened the door. On the other side, 
The wood bore the worst marks I'd witnessed, gouging so deep only a thin layer of wood prevented a hole. I gently ran my fingers over the marks, staring at the torn grains. As I watched, a piece smaller than a hangnail twitched, slowly strengthening itself to mend the gash. I would have watched longer, fascinated by the display of enchantment. But the mess inside the room distracted me. Everything from the mattress and bed hangings to the inlaid wood patterns of the floor had been shredded. My room, he said from behind me. This room is yours. I turned to look over my shoulder at the pink abomination. I'd rather we trade, I said under my breath. I closed the doors and continued with my tour. For a while, I became hopelessly lost until I came to a hallway I recognized.